You are listening to Absent Minded, brought to you by HabsEyesOnThePrize.com. Hello and welcome to another episode of Absent Minded, the top 25, under 25, and we have reached the top 10. It's a fantastic experience. It's great to have you here. And I'm joined today by none other than Lauren Kelly from Elite Prospects and EP Ringside. Thank you for joining us, Lauren. Thank you so much for having me. Really excited to be here. <laughs> Finally. <laughs> and, yeah. and with all the mess we've had uh, connecting the dots here, summer storms in Sweden and uh, in, in your case, a national holiday as well. Yes. <laughs> August is an interesting month in the hockey season. <laughs> End in the year. It's that month between everything has finished and you're just waiting for everything to start again. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> we've seen a little bit with the World Combine and Helinka Gretzky. But your work is mainly as an OHL scout, but how much do you follow the international tournaments? Fairly frequently. I mean, I try to at least watch, uh, I mean, all the Canada games um, just to keep an eye on the OHL guys. Uh, the Holinka in particular is, the, this is the first year I wrote dedicated scouting reports for every player, every OHL player that was on Canada's team. I mean, I tried, there was one OHL player on the American team as well. I just, I didn't get a chance to, some of the games overlapped as far as like times went. So uh that was different for me this year. I felt like I really needed to understand this draft class heading in because I uh, there's a lot of defensemen. So uh, <laughs> this was a interest. Like it, it it would be it'll be different for me this season because usually it's a forward heavy group of OHL prospects heading into the draft, and this year it's it looks like it's mostly defensemen. So I wanted to get a, a jump on that. Uh, it was interesting. Got a lot of great insights. I mean, obviously you can't make too many judgments after five five games uh, that have been crammed into like six days. Uh, so um, we'll see how the season goes, but I'm really excited. We're here to talk about Owen Beck. And and it's interesting. He cracks the top 10, obviously, even with all the new additions that Montreal has had uh, this year. And, and uh, one of them is, is hasn't been mentioned yet. And, and some of the risers as well. He's ranked, the average ranking is 12. And the top ranking he, he's gotten is nine and the lowest is 15. He's in a group of itself. We talk about plateaus where we have a group of players that are more or less together. And then there are some of these betweeners that are in the middle of everything. And, and, and Eyes on the Price community had him at nine. Combined ranking was 12. And, and the next upwards is 10. And the next downwards is 13. So he really is a little bit but it was a great year in some ways for Owen Beck. He got a little bit of everything. Yeah, I mean, I, I can't remember the last time um, an NHL prospect had this kind of like wild up and down journey. I mean, like, I mean, the only recent comparable I can think of is a guy like Mason McTavish, who started the year in the NHL, went to the AHL, went to the Olympics, World Juniors. That got canceled, had to wrap up the World Juniors in the summer, uh, Memorial Cup. Uh, that sort of thing. But I mean, as far as Beck's season went, I mean, I I thought there was a chance he would get NHL preseason games. Obviously, that didn't end up happening. They sent him back with an entry-level contract and he returned to the OHL as I think pretty much everyone expected he would. Uh, I thought he would make the World Juniors team. Obviously, didn't expect the circumstances of him being an emergency recall in the middle of the tournament. Um, and then for him to also be an emergency recall to the NHL is one of these more strange uh, ways to make an NHL debut in your draft plus one year. So yeah, I think there's no really 
good or not good, but uh, there's no really uh, proper way to describe the kind of wild year he had. I don't think anybody really expected uh, that to be happening. Obviously, you can't uh, predict the amount of injuries the Canadians went through last season. Um, but I think the things that uh, with his season and having uh, the break in the schedule that the Peets did, it just allowed him to be the right person to make that uh, recall come true. And yeah, it was one of the wilder seasons for sure that culminated in an OHL championship and a Memorial Cup berth. Indeed. And and also, he was traded halfway through the season. We we haven't even (laughs) mentioned that. So no, he signed was... out with Mississauga and 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 went on to the Peterborough Peets, as, as you mentioned. Um, how come? I mean, Peterborough. Even I know that Peterborough is, is is a strong team normally or traditionally, but I also know that Mississauga is. Yeah, so the Steelheads were in a bit of a interesting situation. I think heading into November, December, they were middle of the pack team. We knew they were going to make the playoffs, no matter what kind of roster they had. I think the direction that James Richmond and his staff decided to go in was they wanted to focus on, you know, rebuilding, uh, boosting up for, you know, this season. They have a lot of young talent now. Um, and the the guys that they did move, uh, Luca Del Babalus, Ethan Del Mastro, those are uh, 2003 born players that won't be back this season anyways. And in Beck's case as an 04, but a highly talented, uh, coveted 04 player, I think the, the the belief was that they didn't expect him back in the OHL this season anyways. So they wanted to recoup some assets in the meantime, they didn't expect the steelheads to be competitive as far as a championship contender went, they would probably make uh, one or two playoff rounds. Um, And so I think they just decided to kind of look towards the future and um, move some of the, their better players out in exchange for future assets and, um, usually Mississauga is one of those teams that's always in the middle of the pack. It's pretty rare for them to, you know, reach that upper echelon of, you know, league championship success. Um, I think the last time was, I believe, 2015 when they made it to the OHL Cup final or the OHL final. So um, for them to move a 2004 born player like Beck, it's pretty rare, but I understand why they did it. Indeed. And and then, you know, going to, to Peterborough, to the Peets and, and, what kind of role did he have there? Did he lead the first line, the second line, or or, or how was it? Yeah, so I, he was on the second line for the most part. Uh, I mean, the, the Peets were basically a, a, a one-line kind of offensive team. We saw them acquire a guy like Brennan Othman at the beginning of the season, uh, back in November or something. Uh, and he even struggled to produce out of the gate. And I think it was just an overall adjustment. We saw them... Uh, make all these big trade deadline acquisitions. And then it didn't quite click right away as I think that uh, the team was hoping it would. Um, guys like uh, Tucker Robertson, Avery Hayes, J.R. Avon, Connor Lockhart, guys who have like been there, been the guys uh, to uh, being pr- uh, producing the offense. I think it was a little bit um, of an adjustment for anybody who was recently acquired by that team to uh, jump in right away. Um from a production standpoint. Uh, in Beck's case, uh, the transition from Mississauga's system to Peterborough's looked fairly seamless, uh, points aside. Uh, he wasn't playing as much of a quick north-south transition kind of style as he did in Mississauga, but I thought he adapted well. Um, we saw 
it didn't take him long to adjust to Peterborough's system from, you know, a defensive standpoint, you know, constantly being the guy back, helping out, scanning defensively. Um, I just think it's a testament to the style of game he plays that he he's able to translate so well to different systems, even if the production isn't there. He's still making an impact no matter uh, what role he's asked to play on the ice coaches can work him into any spot in the lineup. He, he can hold his own. He can hold his own in that spot. On some hockey IQ, obviously, in order to do that. But but what stands out in his game more? Um, more this season, I think uh, the shot is one area where I think it's miles better than it was in his draft year. Uh, the velocity is quicker. It's heavier. Uh, he times his arrivals to space, uses that intelligence, as we all know he has, reads off defenders, and he gets it off much more quickly than he did. Uh, if you look at the goal, the highlight reel goal he scored at the Memorial Cup, where the one he went end to end, and the shot that he unloaded at the end to beat the goalie far side. I mean, a season ago, that goal probably doesn't go in. The angle isn't quite as precise. The release just isn't quick enough to beat the goaltender. This season it did. And I think that's a testament you know, to the work that he did to really hone his shot, which was already a very projectable skill that he had in his arsenal. Um, but uh, the velocity, the, his ability to get it off much more quickly, and it's a very heavy release as well. Um, as far as, you know, the defensive play, the positioning, the high work rate, I mean, it's all still there. Uh, the production probably didn't jump as much as I would have liked to see, but he was essentially a better version of himself this season. Uh, his problem-solving ability on the ice continues to stand out. Um, it's just so a very well-rounded player still. I mean, he obviously got his first uh, taste of, of NHL hockey. He got his first taste of, of World Junior Championship. That also means something because it gives you an understanding of what you need to develop. Uh, could could you see a change because those happen more or less at the same time? Um, I mean, I watched. I went back to watch his NHL debut. I mean, I saw it, I think, a couple of weeks after it played. I, I was out of the country. I wish I could have seen it live, but I thought the biggest takeaway was that in that particular game, he didn't look out of place. He didn't look like a junior player struggling to keep up with pace or not knowing where he should be. Um, he was doing the things that makes him successful in the OHL already. He was leading the rush, using his crossovers to generate space and move the rush, uh, attempting give and goes with his line mates, uh, reading off puck and finding space you know, the defensive zone scanning, uh, pressure on the forecheck. He didn't try to force any of the plays that he did have when he had the puck. He played conservatively, which is probably the message he got from the coaching staff in that game um, to just be himself. But he he just looked so much more comfortable even after like two or three shifts. Uh, he was, you know, leading the rush, using the middle of the ice, uh, taking shots, uh, not feeling obligated to force every single uh, possession to a teammate. Um, yeah, he was laying hits. He had a two-on-one. It was probably one of the more seamless NHL debuts where he just, he looked like an NHL player in that game. And I think that definitely helped build confidence when he came back to the OHL, knowing it was just the one game stint. Um, and I think we saw a much more confident Owen Beck down the stretch as Peterborough ended up winning a championship. And 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 obviously he won the goal with Canada as well in, in the World Juniors. Uh, he has to defend it though here in Gothenburg uh, this year, and and uh, with with a strong Swedish team, I, I got to say that. Well, here is a tip for a future trip: lower your volume because we are going on an ad break right now. 
The God of Mischief is back and better than ever. Loki. 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 Wow. Great to see you again. Critics agree. Loki season two is marvelous. Great. And it's finally here. How much do you know? Let's assume I don't know much. A mind-bending adventure. Spectacularly cinematic. I've been waiting for a moment like this. It surpasses all expectations. A little over the top, don't you think? I thought it was spot on. Loki season two. Now streaming only on Disney Plus. And we're back. What can we say about his maybe I, I don't want to use weakness, but but developing areas, maybe? You know, Beck's game uh from his rookie year to his sophomore season. Uh, that being said, I never thought in his draft year he had any glaring weaknesses. I mean, he was a well-rounded player two years ago, and I, I still believe he's a well-rounded player now. Um, production is one area I would like to see. I mean, he had 66 points this season, which is, you know, given the, that he bounced around to so many different teams last season. I think it's understandable that, you know, took some time to adjust in that area. He's not a high-end playmaker. His passing abilities are projectable, though. Uh, he's not like a manipulative playmaker, but he uses, uh, he recognizes lanes and he uses them. I mean, I don't consider this a weakness, but I also don't think he's going to be dangling through defenders in the NHL to set up teammates down low or in space. More kind of like, a, it's his playmaking abilities are kind of more of a limitation of his overall um, ability than a weakness. Um, Peterborough also just didn't use him in a primary offensive role. So I don't know what his production is even going to look like next season, given that most of Peterborough's offense has graduated to professional hockey. I mean, there's a chance that Connor Lockhart returns as an overage player, but otherwise they're going to be missing three of their top five scorers next season. And I think the other area where I would, you know, not necessarily a weakness, but I did have a little bit of concern as the season kind of progressed was the penalties, the discipline. I mean, he laid a few questionable hits, especially in the playoffs. I mean, there was the headshot in the OHL final on Denver Barkey that he was ejected for. Uh, the slew foot in, I think, game five of the OHL final that, um, I mean, it's the, it's the OHL. They're going to call that penalty every time. And he is going to have to sit for the first game that he's back in the OHL because of it. He still has one game of that suspension to serve. I mean, I think he proved this season that he's not going to back down from a fight. Um, the ramped up physicality isn't necessarily a bad thing. I just think he has to pick his spots better. I mean, he had more penalty minutes than he had points in the playoffs. So just one of those areas where I think he just needs to rein it in a little bit. And then, you know, the physicality, the uh, laying hits, it's never a bad thing. It's just you got to he's got to learn to pick his spots a little bit better. You mentioned the Peets losing their top line more, essentially. Does that open up for another Owen Beck trade to another competitor? Yes. I I don't know what this team is going to look like. I think we'll understand a little bit more in November, December, what what their kind of re, or potential is this season. I do think it's very likely he gets dealt a second time. Um more than likely probably out of the conference. I would be interested to see if Saginaw takes a run at him. Uh, they're hosting the Memorial Cup next uh, next spring. So that's a very deep team already, but it'd be interesting to see if, you know, there's a trade out West to another contender. Um, yeah, otherwise, I don't know right now off the top of my head what the playoff landscape is even going to look like. I mean, we don't know what the... Uh, who the contenders are aside from Saginaw, because we know they'll be at the Memorial Cup again. Um, I do think it's very likely, probably he goes to the World Juniors, he returns, he gets traded again, same sort of scenario as last season. So he'll start 
uh, the season, play the first, I think, two or three months with Peterborough and then leave for the World Juniors. And it's likely that for the rest of the season, he'll be with another OHL team. Is this the first line center of Canada in the World Juniors? That's the interesting question. I think it depends who Canada gets back. I mean, at this point, I don't expect to get Connor Bernard, Shane Wright, really? Adam Fantilli back. I don't think so. Fantilli is a maybe, depending on how he plays with Columbus uh, to start the year. Um, but if none of those three are back, then Beck is the only returning forward. And he only played three of those games because he wasn't on the team for the round robin. So if he is their first line center, and it's not a very deep Canadian team this year, especially compared to the last two gold medal winning teams, um, I think it's a very realistic possibility that he is their first line center. Maybe he gets a leadership role. Um, do I, I think I would just be really interested to see how he handles driving a top line where he's not asked to necessarily deliver a depth role defensively. And I'm sure they'll rely on him for penalty kills as well, but I want to see what he can do when he's given that offensive role, because he played a little bit of top line center in uh, Mississauga last fall, right before he left for the World Juniors camp. And I thought he looked great, um, but he's also going to be playing with a lot more talented players if he's given that top line center spot. And uh, hopefully we get to see some of more of what he's capable of. We saw it a little bit at the World Juniors when he was playing with Fantilli on that fourth line. Uh, they were passing back and forth to each other. So I don't know. It'll be interesting to see. I mean, there's still a chance. I mean, depending on how young they go uh, as far as Canada goes, because just the wealth of talent. Um, He may still end up being a second line center. It just depends on what, uh, what other players that uh, are named to the team and what the coaching staff thinks. It's also in Europe. It's, it's difficult to to get a replacement player in. So, 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 and I'm not saying that he will be one, but, but that's one of the things. It also means that if I'm correct, the next one, Has that been decided? Because wasn't that supposed to be in Russia, or was it this year? That was uh, that? yes, twenty twenty five will be in Ottawa. Yeah, so so it's it's home. You might want to build a younger team, get, giving them the experience in order to come in to to Canada and 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 keep that gold in in Canada when it's being played there. Um, so, yeah. So I, I can see exactly what you're saying that it depends on the selection and the thought process behind that selection. One thing also. That, that we have to look at is realistically, even if he's traded, what should Canadian fans, and we all know we are a bit crazy and we we, we only look at scorecards and et cetera, et cetera. But what should we look for in Owens Beck game and, and, and maybe realistically expect from him next year? Um, I mean, I think to start, I would like to see him get preseason game action. I mean, I don't, I fully don't expect him to stick in the NHL this season. I mean, especially after they acquired Sean Monaghan, they've got their three centers. And I don't think it makes sense for him to be playing fourth line, left wing or right wing minutes. Um, That being said, uh, when he returns to the OHL, obviously we're going to expect him to be Peterborough's number one center. Uh, Connor Lockhart, if he returns for that overage season, he's he's a winger. So it would be back and... Pretty much, I don't know what Peterborough's lineup is going to look like with, uh, it's going to be a very young team, very inexperienced team, and they're going to rely on him to drive offense as well as be that reliable defensive presence he always is. 
Um, we'll see if that results in increased production. I would like to see him push 90 points this season. I don't think that's unfair to expect after um, after kind of last season, him being bounced around everywhere. Okay, the production not taking off as much as people would have expected. That's understandable. This season, if he's going to spend the entire year in the OHL, save for you know a midseason trade and going off to the World Juniors, uh, I would like to see him be push push ninety, maybe even a hundred points. I think he's quite capable of it, especially if he gets uh, the top line role in Peterborough to start the year. Um, whether or not that he still gets that same opportunity on his new team in the uh, in the second half of the season, we'll see. Um, yeah, I think the the thing with Owen Beck is just you, you know what player he is going to be. No matter where he ends up, he's going to have success. Um, I think he's just so intelligent. He it's impossible to see of uh, to see a scenario where he doesn't thrive in a new in a new situation in a new spot. Um, yeah, I mean the production is really the only thing that I would like to see improve next season. Um, along with, you know, not maybe taking so many unnecessary penalties in key moments of games. Oh, well, well we, we hope that, uh, you know, he learns that before the Stanley Cup final comes around. Um, but <laughs> but uh, one thing that, that I always wonder when I talk about Beck and I hear all the defensive acumen that he has, and the, the, the high, high hockey IQ and, and being able to, to set, stamp his authority in, in some ways on, on the game at junior level, keep in mind, I'm not the guy that follows OHL, so rip me to shreds if you need to. Is he capable of really driving and setting up a power play? Because that is what's going to help him keep those points tricking in as well. I think so. Um, so yeah, I didn't see a lot of him on the Peterborough power play. So I think he was playing mostly, I think he was playing mostly bumper in Mississauga. He was on the half wall. Um, the thing was is that now that the shot is better, I don't know if he has a one-timer in his arsenal that is that would make him a threat to score on the half wall in that kind of open spot uh, that's what he's working on right now when we're recording this so <laughs> so if he can add that if he can be given that spot on the power play i don't see why he couldn't i think he might be better suited um in the bumper position kind of uh working pucks down low uh looking for tips um I mean, you look at a guy like, I, I mean, not to make the NHL comparison here, but you look at a guy like Braden Point, he plays the bumper in Tampa. And I think that's probably the better spot for a player like Beck, um, just because uh, the playmaking, you know, it's it's about NH, it's probably likely going to be above NHL average, but it's never going to be that kind of dynamic uh, take from the half wall walk in kind of uh, fool defenders into going one way before you pass off. Um, and then, you know, he can still, if he backs up a little bit um, in the bumper and gives himself that space to work with, he can still unload shots from there as well. Um, we'll see what it looks like in Peterborough. I have a feeling that this season he'll be on the half wall, at least to start, um, just because they need shots from the those areas. Um, but I don't know. I mean, especially in the NHL, I don't think... Uh, I don't think that's probably where he'll end up playing. I think he's more of a bumper guy. And is this the Philip Dano replacement down the line? Yeah, I don't. I don't think that's out of the realm of possibility. Definitely, definitely play quite similarly. You listen to Lauren Kelly, elite prospect, obviously elite uh, ringside. 
for this upcoming season, uh, you're difficult to follow a little bit on Twitter because you have to uh, <laughs> acknowledge everything or X or what we call it next week. I don't know. Uh, yeah. But where can we find your your alsters or or your writing? Uh, you can follow me on Twitter. I am private right now. I go private every summer just to give myself a little bit of uh, space, like mentally. Uh, I will go public probably around the start of the OHL season. Uh, you can follow me there uh, at laur kelly24. Um, you can check out my work uh, on EP Rink side. I don't write too often, but usually when I do, it's OHL related. Um, and yeah, that's pretty much it. You've been an absolute star today. We thank you so much. And uh, I might reach out for you for an update uh, somewhere before the World Juniors, probably. Yeah, for sure. Looking forward to it. 